1: Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. The
2: 2024 presidential
3: campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't
2: find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is the best of the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio.
3: What the hell was LeBron James doing on that final play? I mean, you can say, okay... Look, J.R. Smith could have given the ball to Clarkson, could have got it up up court. They showed the iso of LeBron on the free throw, and he was positioned down at the Pacers' free throw line. He didn't really move. He kind of stayed at the free throw line like someone was going to throw him the ball three-quarters of the court and he was going to catch it. He did nothing to try to get open. He did nothing to try to move out and get the ball. And he stood there and let J.R. Smith put up that 40-footer. I mean it. What the hell was LeBron James doing? This is when I see this and I go, and I go, you know, if you're a conspiracy theorist and you tell me, hey, is he really trying to win? Is he trying to get out and get to LA and lose in the first round? Because that's what we've said. Remember, if the Cavaliers lose, he wins because it's easier for him to leave and get to LA. You see a play like that and you go, what the hell is he doing? I mean it. Was he was he trying? Can you would James Harden just stand there? And and put his hand up like he's because he was posting up. Well, that's just it. Looks up like three quarters of the way down the it's floor. Not a like, bear What are you hug. doing? Yeah. What are you? What are you really? What are you doing? You're not trying to get. Nobody would be. It would be. Hey, I'm going to release, catch this pass, and get a shot either from right behind the three point line. Which oh, by the way, LeBron was the only guy who made a hoop from what the 9:46 mark right. to the final seconds. He's made a bunch of threes. How does he not come out and try to get that ball? The the Pacers were absolutely happy going. Oh, LeBron's just going to stand there. Also, awesome. I need mean it. was he really trying? This is when, if you say to me, how much does he really want to stay? I look at that and go, I have no defense for that. There's no defense I have from on that play. He just stands there. He doesn't try to get open. Yeah.
4: There's not a lot of big push to get away from Bogdanovich. He, he looks like he's just held up and, and has decided that that's where he's establishing himself. And part of it might've just been the, all right, right, Jr. is not going to look up anyway. So it doesn't even matter. Like that, thats the other part of wondering if it was just resignation. As soon as he saw that a ball was in Smith's hand, that that was the end of any possible play because that ball was going up.
3: He tries to post up at the free throw line. I don't know why you think that's suddenly gonna—you're gonna get a pass down court. That's not happening. I—I I, I mean, I really—I'm trying, trying to, to figure things any out.
4: Space or anything? Yeah, right. I mean,
3: is he trying to draw a foul? You're trying to draw a foul away from the ball. I mean, you have five seconds. To get the ball up court. You got five. That's plenty of time to get up the court and get a good shot. And he just stood there, let the shot go, walked off the floor. I mean, I, I really, I want to know what's going through his head at that moment. But remember what we said, because we we talked about this. When you watch this first-round series with the Pacers, if they lose, LeBron still wins. Because it's easier for LeBron to leave and go to Los Angeles, wherever else he wants, easier to go. easier to cut that. He cord. can say, "Our run is over. We lost in the first round. There's no help on the way. We traded Kyrie. The guys that came in weren't good enough. A bad matchup all
4: around. Right? They're yes. two and five against the Pacers this year. They lost all three games on the
3: road. So it's t- just like in Miami. I'm leaving an empty husk of a team because we got as far as we could, and now I'm moving on. It's much easier to th- When you see plays like that, you watch this series differently. You go, boy. You're right. You're, Jason, you're right. Look at me going third person. You're I right. Like that, I watched Way to go. This, <laughs> the, the people say they want Jason, so I give them Jason.
2: The fans were demanding something, and, and I
0: gave them Zlatan.
3: You see that, and you go, all right, why was LeBron – It's back to the old LeBron, where it was, why does he make these crazy – End-of-game decisions. Well, he walked off early no, in Game 1, and now you have this. I mean it. You watch it differently when you realize if LeBron James and the Cavaliers lose, LeBron James the person wins because it's about next season. And you start thinking when people's when people want to be the conspiracy theorist, as I said, and say, you know, is he really unhappy if they lose? Does he Does he really think they can win the title this year? If he doesn't think they can win, he's going to unplug. And what can I say? You're wrong. I can't. I can't say that. It sounds crazy, but I can't say that. Because right now in LeBron's head if you ask him, can you guys win the title and he gave you an answer, he would say no. We can't do it. Even if we get out of the East, we're not doing it. Can't beat the Rockets, can't be not. We're not doing it. Not do it. Can't do it. Can't be us. Can't do it. Why not us? No. Nope. Can't win with them. Instead of it's not us. Can't do it. That's it. I'm telling you, you look at it differently.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
3: Joining us now on the hotline, live from Cleveland. Cleveland. You hear him 3 to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday, 1480 WHBC in Ohio. There's a reason they call him Mr. Cleveland. He's Kenny Rhoda, who is right now dapper in his brand new Tom Brown suit that LeBron <laughs> bought for him and the rest of the team. Kenny, you si- I bet you sound even better wearing that new suit.
0: You know what? He wouldn't even buy me a potato sack. Are you kidding me? Come on now. There's no way I'm getting anything like that from Braun Braun. No chance whatsoever. But, yeah, uh, they looked good walking into the arena. They looked good in the first half, but then they wet the bed. and uh, The second half, they have an inexcusable loss tonight uh, at Indiana. Should have never lost that game. All
3: right, two big things to get to. first. I know you know the top of your head might explode, but explain to me j. r. Smith's forty footer on the final play.
0: Here's what I was I was telling your your <laughs> producer. The only thing that I was able to put together after watching it first of all, and then listening to jr. post game was this. The play they had designed was for um, a three point deficit. And they've run that play numerous times where LeBron goes down and he posts two guys up right around the free throw line the old Christian uh, Leitner play, you throw it up to him, Kevin Love throws the touchdown pass, LeBron catches, steps back, and shoots. So they were setting up for that for a three-pointer to tie. Well, he misses the second free-throw, Collison, so you only need two. J.R. said he wasn't going to give the ball to LeBron because he was double-teamed at the time and didn't see anybody else open, so he decided to, to launch a 40-footer that missed badly.
3: You know, and that's the thing, Kenny, is that, I, you know, look, we had a lot of fun with J.R. Smith, but really – what the hell was LeBron doing on that last play? He sees the play is 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 now cooked, right? Kevin right. Love is not going to get it and throw it down court. How does he not scramble to try to get open for a shot? How does he just stand there? He can't think that J.R. Smith is going to throw me a there. He's got enough time to go, oh, crap, this is a little bit different. Let me pop out and get a shot or at least get something where I'm facing the basket. And he just stood there and took himself right out of the play.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you. It's hard to to pick on a guy that's averaging 33-11-8 in the series, almost had another triple-double tonight. But, yeah, with with his basketball IQ, you wonder, okay, once he saw the shot was missed, uh, why doesn't he come towards midcourt and and have Jr. give him the ball there and see if he could create something. So uh, it shouldn't have come down to that. They blew a 17-point first-half lead. They chucked up threes like they were going out of style in the second half, weren't hitting them. So yeah, we can question that, but it shouldn't have come down to uh, that decision or, or bad decision.
4: Sloppy basketball, third quarter, more turnovers oh. than shots made. Uh, you know, and we were just talking about the post game, Kenny, and more. We and even taking some fault for the turnovers, LeBron, than I think we normally hear fo- post loss.
0: Yeah, he mentioned that uh, you know he was part of the problem in the the third quarter. He said I had six turnovers tonight. I was horrible in the third quarter. Couldn't make a shot if I make some better plays in the third, the lead don't slip. And um, he's right. And it's, I mean, again, hard to question a guy playing. He's averaging 42 minutes a game. He's scoring 33, grabbing 11, and, and dishing it out eight times. But in the two losses, he was passive in the first quarter of game one. They fell behind, never were able to recover. He's aggressive from the get-go. In game two, scores 13 straight to start the game for a 13 nothing lead, 16 straight overall towards 46 they go on and win barely but they win they're up 17 at the half and he comes out in the third quarter and again is that uh you know it looked like he was trying to get everybody else involved when he maybe had a chance to be aggressive and put the game away there and it backfired on him and then he's throwing up some Hail Mary three-pointers at the end and gets the Cavaliers within uh, a shot of taking that game uh once they gave it away so uh again hard to question him but you you need this guy I was just looking at the roster this roster is probably worse than the 0-7 Cavs, which featured Sasha Pavlovich, Donnell Marshall, Damon Jones. I call him the Damon Jones. No D, no J. Uh, Larry Hughes, uh, Drew Gooden, Booby Gibson, Iron Nubel. Uh, that team got to the finals with LeBron James. This may be the worst supporting cast he's had uh, in either tenures with the Cavaliers once they were a playoff team.
4: It's funny, Kenny, because as the series began. And you looked at this roster. That was the the question of where, other yep. than Kevin Love, you were going to find any kind of efficiency whatsoever. And then you have the monster game by LeBron James. And we looked at each other as we were watching it here in the studio and said, "All right, this ha- he has to do this fifteen more times. Yep. That there's exactly. not another guy that's going to be able to pick up for him. And then tonight, trying to play distributor at, at the least opportune time because everybody's standing around in hero watching.
0: Yeah, and, and you. You look at this team, and it all starts all the way back when they traded Kyrie Irving. Let's be honest. He was their second option and a huge option. Kevin Love is a perfect third option. Kevin Love tonight was 6 of 11 in the first half for 16 points. He took two shots in the second half. Now, I'm not going to blame him 100%. A lot of it goes on Tyron Lue for not making play calls or designing something for him as he's watching this unfold. But Kevin Love has been a disappointment in this series. Jordan Clarkson has been horrible. Jeff Green has been horrible. Kyle Korver has been horrible in two games where he went 0-0. Uh, uh, zero and zero. He had 12 in, in the middle of that. J.R. Smith inconsistent. George Hill, two bad games. There has been no supporting cast at all for LeBron James in this series so far.
3: You can follow him on Twitter, at TheKennyRota. That is at TheKennyRota, Monday through Friday, 3-7, seven, fourteen eighty WHBC, wearing all of his own suits. Kenny makes everything by hand Nice, <laughs> in his home office <laughs> and wears him out to do his shows. Kenny, appreciate it, buddy. Thanks so much. Look forward to talking right, to you soon, friend. Anytime. Be All good, right. buddy. There goes Kenny Roda.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific.
3: Not just drama with the Cavaliers and the Pacers, which we'll get back into in a few minutes, but the Sixers and the Heat, are not fans of each other. You saw the story earlier today that both teams are upset with the other team over last-second layups and 20-point blowouts. The Sixers were upset in Game 2 that Goran Dragic is making layups up 20 points with seconds left to go. The Sixers tried it last night, had a shot blocked, and now they're sniping back and forth between teams going, hey, the game is over, and you're shooting layups. And, of course, Goran Dragic is saying, what? It's stats. I can can improve my player efficiency rating. Daily fantasy, buddy. They're upset because of that. And now you have a $15,000 fine to Justice Winslow for stepping on the mask of Joel Embiid, during the game last night, Embiid came back wearing a mask, and I can't find my Bane cup, so I'm screwed for the next it's couple okay, of buddy. minutes. And uh, fifteen grand was the fine for stepping on Embiid's mask. Although Embiid, as he said last night, was not that worried. Justice stepped on
4: it and tried to break it with his hands. Little do that know is that I have about
3: fifty of them, so he's gonna take. Much more than that to get me out of this series, and I'm gonna be a nightmare for them too.
0: Trust the process.
3: I'm gonna be a nightmare <laughs> for them too. You know what needs to happen now? What's that buddy? I'm gonna help make this series even better. I have two ideas to make this series even more awesome. Insert Zlatan. Yeah. Well, of course, Zlatan would be great for anything. Oh, okay. just do. put Zlatan in the set. game, sure. And then we give you Zlatan. Number one, instead of at the end of game shooting layups if a team is up by twenty. Go do the Globetrotters magic circle in front of the other team's bench. <laughs> just start doing tricks and spinning the ball on your hands. and He's it back spinning the, the ball. ball. Just, just take it. it. Just start doing that. You know, and you, then you can start playing the music on the loudspeaker. Well, <laughs> sweet Georgia Brown yeah, on the loudspeaker. Pe- just do that. Instead of the layup, just do that. That's a great That's thing. a good move. I like that. Here's my other idea. Creativity. The next game in Philadelphia, uh-huh. everybody on the team has to wear Embiid masks in the layup line. And they have to give Embiid masks out to the crowd. How? How? I don't know how Philadelphia hasn't come by with that, but that should be an idea. I don't know how that hasn't been already an idea out there. Hey, when you get ready, we're going to have Embiid masks. Can, can we get him on the show? Can I
4: ask him for the mask? I figure I need some
3: that would Embiid look, memorabilia. That would look too. really intimidating if you saw a whole crowd wearing masks That'd like that. That would be pretty cool. Or it would look like like an, an extra casting call for Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> Uh, Nicely done. Hey, you
4: know what? They might be wearing custom suits that they got from LeBron to the party with the
3: mask on. I got my Tom Brown suit. Mm -hmm. I got my Embiid mask. I'm ready to get busy.
4: Fox
2: Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com and within the iHeartRadio app.
3: Well, when we last left you, John Sterling had a very controversial and really poor home run call for Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah, it wasn't good for anybody. When he started out great for the Yankees, and by that I mean opening day. And I, mean, I don't mean the Yankees opening day in New York, because that was terrible. I mean, real opening day, the, the, the first time when they were on the road, Stanton was okay. And so, John Sterling debuted this call. Swung on and drilled the deep right center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone.
4: It is first Yankee at bat. Giancarlo it is a Stantonian home run, a two-run blaster right center in his first Yankee at-bat, and the Yankees take a 2-0 lead. And now they're banging each other. And since that
3: day, things have gone steadily downward for Carlos Stanton. Rough go, no question about it. Uh, he struck out every single time since that at-bat, <laughs> and has not hit a home run until tonight. Against the Blue Jays in a game won by the Blue Jays, 8 yes. 5. Another loss. Oh, yeah, another loss. The Yankees are now back to 500. So uh, just want to let you know, Dad, you're at 500 again. We beat the Braves in extra innings. A um, child
4: arrived just the other
3: day. <laughs> I'm for... not going to be like you, Dad. Not going to be <laughs> like you. Uh, hold on to your butts because in the Yankees' loss tonight. Giancarlo Stanton went deep, and John Sterling decided it's time for a new home run call. Swung on and drilled to deep right field. That ball's high. It is far. It is gone.
4: Giancarlo. non de
0: Medicar. That ball should travel far. Giancarlo. A two-run blast. A Stantonian home run. And
4: the Yankees take a 4-2 lead. What the hell
3: was that? You know what that sounded like? That sounded like when you go to an Italian restaurant and the waiter comes over and he starts singing to you. Just one of those restaurants where the waiters sing when he sees two people in love. Oh, mia amor. I'm
4: Let me hear that cadence that again. Guitar, that balls your travel far. Giancarlo. Well, you know what the melody is? <laughs> it's an Abba song. No, I really don't. It's I, really, an Abba I, really, song. I really don't know what the melody is. I was. can still recall. Our last summer. <laughs>
3: and now they're banging each other. Oh, maybe, maybe not. No, Could have been.
4: I, I mean, I'm, I'm picturing. I can see it all. Walks along the same. <laughs> Laughing in the rain. Our last summer. Memories. That's what he's doing. Giancarlo. See, we've talked about Abba on the show. John Sterling, thank you for listening see, and incorporating it, funny. Why
3: can't you just go like Beatles go, they call me Giancarlo. I mean, that would be kind of cool. And that's not the Beatles. Mellow Yellow wasn't the Beatles. I thought it was the Beatles. No. Who was Mellow Yellow? Donovan. It was. Oh, Donovan. Oh, Yellow Submarine. That's right. Yellow Submarine Ringo was the the Yellow Submarine. Ringo was the Yellow Submarine. Remember our guy that
4: sings Photograph? Sure. sure,
3: sure. Storied
4: history of the show. (laughs) Got a photograph. Picture of. (laughs) No.
3: No. Fashion. Oh, sorry. Yes, and Steven
4: Tyler evidently wrote Dude Looks Like a Lady about Vince Neil. Sorry. What else do you want to cover? It's the other
3: version of Photograph. Look at this
4: Photograph. (laughs)
3: A standing homer really makes me laugh.
0: John Sterling and Susan
3: Waldman.
0: I don't know if they can
3: make a call again. He
0: threw him a big fat one. (laughs) Oh,
3: it's like we're doing a whole thing together, me and Susan Waldman. It's like we're, uh, you know, Lionel Richie and uh, uh, Diana Ross. My endless love, endless strikeouts. You only like nickel- got 29? <laughs> you know, you had Nickelback really fast tight shirt. I, yeah, I don't know. That was really fast, man. Like it was on your iPod and it was like, oh, photograph, I got it right here. I got a reason to play it finally. I got it right next to my Creed <laughs> playlist. What's wrong with Creed? I'm, I'm just saying. Where do I start? <laughs> Oh, my God. Frostberg put his headphones on and turned his mic on like he was a wrestler in the dressing room and he sees somebody getting the crappie out of them in the ring. And my God, it's Frostberg! Runs in with his robot, pulling his stuff off. Uh, All
2: right,
3: here's a joke. Nothing under the robe, by the way. Scott (laughs) Stapp and Kid Rock walk into a trail. Okay, so (laughs) there is your call, which I don't get. I mean, really, if, if it sounds like I'm being serenaded in an Italian restaurant... I mean <laughs> he's playing Nickelback. nickel bag. If it sounds like that's what it is, it's not a good call. Like I I'm just He's singing armor. it's fantastic. Like I'm like I'd be sitting in a restaurant <laughs> saying to saying to, to Pam, Hey, do you want to split the gnocchi for an appetizer good. And then he comes over and says Giancarlo, the ball went pretty far. Low, have some Merlot. I mean, that's but like,
4: that, that'd be a good start to a slide over baby hour. Uh,
3: not when you're eating dinner. Can I get you into this Merlot? Uh, no, but you're eating dinner. <laughs> Italian and dinners in Italian restaurants go for like four hours. Uh, there's like eleven courses. Well, there's a lot of anticipation. Oh, right. So it's oh, especially if Frank oh, Patino's there. <laughs> Hey, wow. hey. It's Too soon, bro. it would be going on without his knowledge, okay? He, we, we, he wouldn't know what's going on right now. Tablecloths for bro. all. This has really gone off the rails.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
3: The Colts today talked a lot about their strategy going forward trading down to number 6 with the jets the jets move up to number 3 where they're going to take a quarterback sam darnold cuz if i say it and put it out there it will actually happen and gm chris ballard talked today at a press conference talking about the strategy for the team going in and said hey if we weren't confident in Andrew Lux rehab coming back from the shoulder injury we wouldn't have made this move but we are confident in him and going forward this will work into the Colts plan.
4: He is in a great spot right now. He's strong, he's working, he's going through the process. I mean, look, we're going into veteran mini camp. We're not starting training camp yet. We still have 3 months to go, but he's in an excellent spot and we feel very comfortable about where he is right now and where he's going. Now, part of his process right now is just completely working on Strength, flexibility, throwing motion. Um, Those are the things he's working on right now.
3: Uh, Good morning, football. My partner in crime, Kay Adams, in the fall on Fantasy Zone on that show. And I hear that, and I saw the rest of the interview, and I said, you have got to be kidding me. All right, Now, Chris Ballard went on to be asked about, hey, Andrew Luck, do he exercises, has he thrown the football yet? And Chris Ballard said no, but he's doing exercises that are conducive to the same thing as throwing a football. Andrew Luck has not thrown a football in 18 months. He has not thrown a football since October of 2017. Yeah. He has not thrown a football in 18 months. Uncle Rico has thrown more footballs recently than Andrew Luck. You're t- he hasn't thrown a football in that Bleeping long, but buddy. The trade with the Jets, according to Ballard, says we're really confident in Andrews. Eighteen months, and you think I'm? I'm oh, we're happy where he's at with his rehab. It's Jacoby Brissett, everybody. Half. It's been a year and a bleep and half for the guy. Look, I said months ago the Colts should trade Andrew Luck. Someone will say, yes, he'll be our quarterback of the present slash future, and we're not worried about his shoulder. We'll figure it out because we'd love to get our hands on Andrew Luck. Look, Andrew Luck is overrated as a quarterback. He's had a couple of really good years. He's had a couple of years where he's had great stats, and a lot of that was in garbage time. But this is a guy now who is coming off an injury that hasn't seen him throw a football since October of 2016. That is a long-ass time to not even have thrown a football. And you're going all in on Andrew Luck? All right, now forget about trading him. At this point, if you're the Colts, at six, got to draft a quarterback. I'm sorry, but you have to. And this is not the Browns, well, if we get a quarterback at one, we get a quarterback at four. No, 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 I'm not saying to be crazy. But you need to have another plan in place. When are you going to draft this high again? You should have stayed at three. You should have stayed at three and gotten Baker Mayfield or Josh Rosen or whoever it is because you have no idea when Andrew Luck is going to come back. You can't tell me you're happy – with where he's at with his rehab when he still hasn't thrown a football. It's been a year and a half. You can't say, well, it's three months to this, and this. No, no, no. It's been 18 months since he's even picked up a football. And you're telling me you're okay with where he's at? You guys live on Mars. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment,
4: oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This